been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental. One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS. Helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Okay, we are live. Good evening, Mike. I think is it evening in your time? Is it morning in where you're at? Morning, morning. Good it's evening, morning Mark. For you. Seven o'clock at night here. What time is it in Hong Kong? Ten a.m. Ten a.m. We made it work. All right. So you're you're already midday working. It's good to have you on the show, man. I'm looking forward to this. We had a really good virtual coffee. Let me introduce you a little bit, and then I'm gonna turn it over to you to add what you like. But I want to read your bio a little bit. For those of you that are listening tonight, Michael is a per productivity expert, business coach, and founder of Elite Productivity. Having had his fair share of 100 work weeks and crippling burnouts, Michael has discovered and, val <clears throat> and validated a different approach to productivity, building a life and business he's wildly proud of, and mastering what it means to be have full and anonymity. So I want to go ahead and let you finish out what your kind of goal is for yourself, Mike, and then we're going to dive right in because I've got some questions for you and how you came to this space as such a young guy. Sure, sure. So I just want to say, without going on a whole tangent, we have one mission, which is to fix the fact that most entrepreneurs are working too hard for too little and trading away what matters most for quote-unquote success and operating under a false dichotomy when they can have both business success as well as having a family, the freedom, the autonomy, and well-being that they deserve. So we do that through productivity, leverage, done for your delegation, and well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. It is, and I think it's a good, you know, it's a, it's a good prelude of what you talk about because being an entrepreneur, and I've been around for in my business now, this is my 34th year of doing this, and I can tell you where I came into be, wanting to be an entrepreneur, and we'll talk about your kind of background, where you came from, and why you chose this route. But I was not, I, I was not college educated. I went to college a little bit, and I just didn't like it. It wasn't for me, and I went to working, and I've, I've told this story before that my grandfather and my father were both a machinist, and so that's where I kind of started. I went in and, and became a machinist myself. And then I found martial arts in my 20s, in my early, very early 20s, and I fell in love with the martial arts. And then when I got to be around Bluebell, I said, man, I want to do this for a living. And I remember kind of writing things on my uh, machine that I was working and I was going towards my black belt. Right. And I got my black belt in 987 and I was in a machine shop at the time that I was doing it. And I just remember I'm going to do this. I'm going to have 100 black belts one day and I'm going to teach people how to do this. It was just what I had in my mind. And then, boom, I, it, it ended up in, in things aligned, and I was able to get my school. But I can tell you this. I put a lot of time in, right? I was doing pools. I, I became a pool man, too. So I was doing pools in the morning, teaching martial arts at night to build my business. And I used to tell everybody, I'll work 100 hours in my own business instead of 40 for somebody else, right? But then, just like you said, most entrepreneurs – do exactly what you talk about. We put in so many hours that uh, I know that I've done this. And I probably, to be honest with you, in my generation, especially, we're kind of workhorses. You know, my generation is, you know, we didn't have all this click of the button. I remember when the Internet was just coming out. Uh, we didn't have all this uh, knowledge and everything that we can have at our fingertips to keep us even more busy. So uh, I think what you talk about as well is, is, is definitely what entrepreneurs, including myself, need to hear on what can we do uh, when when we overwork 
because what even though I'll put a hundred hours in doesn't make doesn't mean I'm making the money. It just means I'm putting in time. So what chose you? Jose Escobar is on here saying hi to us. Hey Jose, good to see he's you here. Dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. So so yeah. uh, tell, tell me what what chose you? Now were you on that path? Were you on the path to do? I read something in there that you wanted to be a vet or something in the beginning. Is that yeah. true? Yes. So I am a certified vet. I actually still have my telescope right here, just reminding me of my background. And um, yeah, like I never grew up with an entrepreneurial spirit. Both of my parents climbed a corporate ladder and I didn't even know what entrepreneurship is until I discovered it two years into my college degree, which is material surgery. And I just went, I was already addicted to personal development. And once I read books like Richard Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, along the lines of that, I just started building my first business, which was an e-com business, whilst going through my clinical years as a vet. So fast forward three years, I graduated. I'm working in small enough practice, putting in 50, 50 hours there, putting in another 40 hours um, in my e-com business. Things were going good. I was hustling. I was grinding. I was listening to, to all these gurus preaching about how if 12-hour days don't work, work 16-hour days. And yeah, things were good money-wise, but I wasn't seeing my friends. I wasn't even calling my parents but because I was living in the UK back then. My relationship imploded. I stopped going to the gym and everything led to the point where I dozed up on a wheel going for um, 70 miles an hour on a highway one summer because of my body just giving out. And it was that at that moment where I recognized I became the textbook definition of the entrepreneur, of the high achiever who just sacrificed everything on the name of success in return for vanity metrics, like being a hustler, or being someone who grinds or being someone who's able to make sacrifices. And I went in a wrong, wrong road. So after a wake up call, I just went down a rabbit hole to learn everything about productivity, leverage, automations, delegation, and most importantly, how to unlock the power of addition by subtraction so that I can unshackle myself from those pair of golden handcuffs and be able to achieve what I want, income and impact-wise, whilst also creating the freedom and autonomy that I want. And that translated to me building my own business. Well, yeah, my e-com business as a result back then, it took off and I transitioned, I transitioned to coaching, launched my first course, 20, 20 clients as a beta, 20 video testimonials. And I just like, I love this. Let's go full-time coaching. So that brought me to where I'm at right now. Such, such an amazing story. Now, I read through it and didn't realize that you are. So you went on to be a surgical vet is what you were what you uh, what you yes. got have a degree in today. Yes. Yes. That's my background. And then you talk about the e-commerce. And when you say you had you did an e-commerce that was that took off. What was that? What was it you're selling or were you reselling or what was your e-commerce business? Yeah. That, that was simply an Amazon FBA business. I was selling these foldable coffee cups. I'm very, like, I'm very in the environment and that was just me putting my first leg into entrepreneurship. And we were actually ranking to multiple, on multiple keywords on Amazon's first page. So we were doing pretty well. But afterwards, um, yeah, one Thanksgiving season we just sold out and i wasn't able to put a stock um restock it quick enough and all the ranking came all the way back down and i was and back then i was already working as like i was working as a vet i was still running my income business and and but now i was like you know what screw this i'm just gonna let that go let me do something else and my coach back then told me hey michael you had you built this success story yourself why not step into coaching why not teach this to somebody else and i'm like yeah, I can give that a try. And that led to the first beta launch of 20 clients. 
I sold that for ninety-seven bucks <laughs> back then <laughs> for 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 us for, for a whole six weeks of masterclass and challenge uh, setting. And by the way, that's um, that offer is no longer available. <laughs> just one day, <laughs> and everything just transparent to one another. Like some clients would work with me one on one. They told me like they like they were willing to pay me high tickets, and that just acted as the perfect launch pad to what I'm building right now. That's a, well, even that in within the self, what you're talking about, Michael, we didn't hit this on the virtual coffee, but listening to you where you were number one top ranking and then what happens, you couldn't do it. And then you fell to the, the rankings fell down and then you're like, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to bypass that. Let's go to this, do the coaching, dive in 97 bucks. And then I guess you start feeling what your worth really is when you start um, changing other people's lives. Right. Your worth goes up as you as you as you have, you know, there's there's some really good. I'm a big Andy Frisilla fan. I love him. He just pulls no punches. And he talks about this uh, at that point. Uh, at that point, like in the ninety seven dollar range, you know, you're kind of new to everything. People aren't really listening to you and they start listening to you when you start when you start, you know, piling up wins. Right. Then all of a sudden you become. They become even more right to the point that now they seek you instead of and you and then you're allowing them to come in as after you, you know, vet them. Correct. That's just how isn't it weird how it is. You know, nobody wants to hear oh, when I first started the martial arts school or had a business of martial arts schools. Nobody, nobody would um, listen to me on my first, you know, five years. But now, you know, people call me. I got studio owners calling me on a daily basis and. And giving them information on how they're still they don't close their doors because I almost had to do that. It's interesting that you said you had a coach. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the coach that when did you seek out a coach and why did you seek out a coach for yourself? My first coach was not a business coach. My first coach is more of a transformation slash mindset coach. And I found him because he is a guy that I've been following even before I had that incident and that wake up call. And once I had that, I was like, I need help. I just almost kill myself because of me pushing hard for quote unquote success. And yeah, he's his, his, his name is Tim Han. We're still friends. He's very successful. He's still running his business. He's like, yeah, really successful right now. And we're kind of, yeah. Um, and he taught me a lot when it comes to simplicity. He taught me how to think. He busted a lot of fears for me. Fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of ruin, all those things. And that laid down a foundation that I needed to take action at a level necessary for me to build my coaching business from scratch after I just decided to not recover my e-com business. I think that I think that speaks volumes that a young successful coach like yourself needed a coach to get past the uh, past the insecurities that we have sometimes as entrepreneurs. I, I I find that fascinating, but yet every successful coach I know has a coach. I had to have the same thing. I think I spoke about this before on, on my podcast that six months into having a martial arts school, man, I was like, man, I was drowning. I was, I was, uh, I was a duck looking smooth on the front and my feet are running a million miles an hour underwater thinking, how am I going to do this? Do I need to get more pools in order to keep my doors open? And I went looking for a coach and I found one in, in Tennessee. It's funny. He's him and I are still best of friends today. He completely changed my mindset and taught me how to do martial arts as a business, not just teach martial arts. And that was huge. I was there for a week. I was immersed into something, and I came back and completely changed, and my whole school completely changed that, that instant when I had the right coach that was, was uh, going after it. Um, Daniel Gomez is on here. Have you met Daniel Gomez? Nope, Dan, let's connect. Um, Stephanie is here as well. I think, yes, yeah, Stephanie could be a great fit to this podcast. Yes. If you want to talk yes. about relationships, yeah. Yeah, he's a good, really good dude, really good guy. I would consider him a coach of mine for sure. Just uh, we've got to spend some, some really quality time, uh, just another good human being. But if you talk to him, he's going to tell you the same thing. He's got himself a coach also. 
So it's just it, it's just one of those things. Uh, when people are successful, they uh, surround themselves by successful people, which makes it in turn we make a lot less mistakes when we can listen to those that came be, came before us. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely, absolutely. And right now, I think what makes every single coach special by him or herself is their unique self experience. And for me. I'm able to more or less correct my own market and my own demand because I'm able to integrate what I've learned from my experience recovering from burnouts with what I'm now building in terms of my business coaching side. Because on one side, there is productivity, mm -hmm. time blocking, energy management, how to how to make decisions where time prioritizing follow through impulse control. You have to be high performing yourself in order for you to lead other people. And on the other side, there's leverage and delegation. And once you're able to combine both, then we can actually be in that sweet spot. We're able to be high performing yourself and you're able to continually scale up your output per unit of time. And that's what a lot of people, once you tap, like that, like that is, that is what a lot of people can tap into in order for them to actually get not only the business they want, but also the life that they want. Because, hey, let's face it, there's a lot of coaches out there. But what we need to do here, I think, not only for me and, and for you, but everybody, every fellow coach who's tuning in here, we want to actually make an impact, not by trying to emulate somebody else. I always believe that the, the better we are at owning our identity and owning our message and molding it to create our own value proposition, that is what will allow us to rehab, have our own place in the market and more or less become irreplaceable. So when let me ask you this so i, I want to ask one question because i'll be interesting to hear this side of you being that you were a a, a vet surgeon mm -hmm. and you decided to go walk away from that tell me how the family took to that <laughs> not good not good my my dad was in sales um he, yeah he, he he worked his way up to becoming a sales director in intel back then and He's kind of like this, this entrepreneur anyways in the company. So he kind of gets it. He's like chill with it. But my mom was freaking out. My mom was freaking out. Until this day, I had to, re I had to remind my mom, hey, mom, if I'm still walking this path, I'll be doing something that I kind of don't want to do. And I'll be earning this much. And I won't be able to treat you to nice lunches on a Wednesday afternoon. And this is what I'm doing right now. So I had to keep on reminding her on this and she kind of gets it now, but it took a long time. My, my friends also back then, they were like, Michael, you crazy? Like, what is this coaching thing? And, but then like, I just had to, as difficult as that transition, transition is, I had to make a choice because I had to make, because when it comes to making decisions, I can, like, I can only reference two things. Number one, am I making this decision as my current self or am I making a decision as the future self who I want to become? Because the current self will always default back to safety and what we're used to. And back then it is a future heart-based decision that led me to make the transition. And like right now, well, in, in case you're wondering, hey, is this a waste? Is that five years of grinding, hustling, and good grades gonna be to a waste? Nope. We like right now in my spare time, I'm planning seeds to collaborate with animal welfare charities, wildlife conservation charities, and then rescue charities. That's what I want to make an impact on on a side as well to use my to make use of my degree. But it was never my intention to work 50 hours per week for the next 30 years of my life in a small animal clinic. So, yeah, powerful. So I asked the question because I know when I went off and did what I did, you know, people thought me too. You know, everybody, what's this coaching thing? 
And then they would ask me, what's this karate thing? Well, you don't make money doing karate. You know what I mean? And I remember it vividly. And, of course, it's always the ones that are closest to us that kind of needle us about what are you doing? What are you doing? And yeah. I remember it. I remember it vividly, even in my own. They thought I was absolutely crazy. Now, 35 years later, they're like, you know, like I said, you know, now now it's people come to me as opposed to, hey, I'm going to do this. Stephanie's on here. She goes, oh, yeah, my parents thought I was nuts for leaving a 10-year New York teaching position to be a coach. Good for you, Stephanie. Like, <laughs> I think, like, everyone tuning in here, we're kind of crazy. We're, we're kind of a crazy bunch <laughs> to, to outside eyes. And, like, that that's one, like, I've been following – Alex Hormozzi, and that's like one thing that really got me connected with him is his background and his relationship with his dad. His dad was a doctor. He want like his dad wanted him to become this like yeah, just um this professional with high income, and just because of his decision to to start gym launch and submit entrepreneurship, they're like they they were fighting, and that was exactly what I've been going through with my parents as well, and. Well, we just have to not tell them, but show them <laughs> until the point that they're like, hey, you know what? You're doing good. I can take a step back. All right. I'll leave you to, to do whatever you, you do, even if I don't understand what exactly it is. It, listen, man, it's, it, you're so on the, you're on the point of, of this. And I, and I tell everybody, you are right about one thing. We are, entrepreneurs are a crazy bunch. That's why I said we'll work 100 hours for ourselves before we work 40 for someone else and build somebody else's dream. And I've told this to people, even people that open up martial arts schools today or anybody that's, it doesn't have to be martial arts, man. And I say, you're going to put your nose to the grind. You use your, your passion to make the money so that you can invest in futures. And, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm not just a karate guy. I'm the karate guy that owns real estate uh, in, in a couple states and own the building that I'm in. And as I'm, I'm a different, I'm a different uh, karate guy. I'm an entrepreneur that, you know, I walked away from something that was a steady paycheck and I had a choice. I didn't have a choice. It was either sink or swim. Now, I remember when I got laid off and it was like, okay, man, it's sink or swim. Either you're going to do it or you're not. And that's when I found the coach. And, but everybody on here that I'm listening to, Stephanie, Jose, Jose stepped away from something. Daniel Gomez was a was a top salesperson at one time, walked away from it, became this awesome coach and key spe- you know, keynote speaker now helping others do that. Jose Escobar, same way. He was in the martial arts world. He, he looked at it, says, I'm going to walk away from a very high-paying corporate job, and I'm going to go after this, this thing. And then he's built something in a, in a small amount of time. You are right. Entrepreneurs are winners, man. We put it out there. We risk. We are risk takers and uh, no bullshit takers. I'll tell you that for a fact. And so uh, it was it's I think that's it's powerful what you talk about right there. And that's why uh, uh, that's why you yeah. Stephanie says it was a calling. I could not not do it. So you know what I mean? absolutely. And, and one of the things, though, I want to say, because obviously, like you, Jose, we've all been through a ringer and if there are coaches who are at the on-ramp phase right now, one thing that I want to share is that you've got to think in a non-linear manner. I see what holds a lot of entrepreneurs back is them still holding on to that employee mindset when they're mm-hmm. playing the game of entrepreneurship. They go, because in order for you to go from trading your time for money to creating leverage to the points where you can earn 10 times as much as the person next door whilst on holiday that requires a different level of thinking and that also requires us to think non-linearly because we're not looking for a paycheck or a 10 percent pay rise per year we're looking for that quantum leap which is what drove us out of that secure position that we were in. And in order for us to complete that quantum leap, we've got to understand that there are sacrifices that need to be made and the growth trend can involve an initial roller coaster ride where it's up and down, there's no uncer- there's uncertainty, there's a lack of predictability, but you've got to hold on to it and accept it as a process in order for you to enjoy the hockey stick growth curve that lies behind that. 
So have you written a book about this yet or not? Nope. I've been writing, I, I'm publishing content. I'm, I write every single day, but book, no. So when you decided on this kind of coaching, like what you're talking about now, because it's interesting what you talk about, you're talking about going after the risk takers and help them get out of a mindset of trade uh, time for money. Because it is true, I can tell you this, that you can spend a half hour with me. It would be like taking six months of classes because I know just how to get to what the meat and potatoes is of what you're trying to do. And it's not because I'm better than anybody else. It's just that I'm the junkyard dog now, man. I've been doing this for a minute. And entrepreneurship is 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 a fight. You talked about that. It is a fight on a daily basis. It is a ring. And you are going to take some shots every day. And it's either you're going to get knocked down, tapped out, or you're going to find a way out. And I, I, I think that what is what you talk about is powerful that you want to go after entrepreneurs so that they can change the mind mind uh, shift of getting out of employees mindset even telling my old you know in my own son he's about uh, how old are you you're 90 you're born in 95 so my son was born in 95. 28 yeah you're 28 you're almost right so i have a son your same age right I, I got a son that's the same age as you i talk to him about this quite often and my younger son that just graduated college He's like, man, dad, I did all this college. And I, I said, you have to, I said, it's because you're trying to change. You're trying to, what job can give me more money? I said, I said, you take your schooling, learn what you did from it and try and work for yourself at some point. Because once you do that, time becomes freedom. Discipline equals freedom. It's talked about quite often. The more disciplined you are in yourself, and get out of the mindset of that you got to make more money because I went to college. And then he's found out he's putting hundreds of applications in. And I told him, I said, I told you, bro, you're young with no experience. And you're going to talk to guys my age and going to look at you and go, well, this kid's just got out of school. You know what I mean? And so. Exactly. And uh, like you, you made a very good point there because a lot of people want to skip the skip the levels of leadership. In order for it to create the leverage and the systems and a team that you want to have, you've got to first know how to lead yourself. Hmm. Freedom comes from structure and discipline. Freedom comes hmm. from being organized with the right system and processes. Freedom is not about you being able to wake up every single day do whatever you want, including snoozing, including laying down in bed, including going on a random rabbit hole and have no conscious thought on how your time is being spent. So for everybody here, if you want to ascend the levels of leverage, everything comes back down to self-leadership first and foremost. So yeah. you made a great point there, discipline, absolutely. Yeah, yeah discipline will equal freedom. And, and, and that's going to be true in all aspects of life for sure. You know, I, I wish I could take that uh, acronym for myself, but that comes from Jocko. He talks about it all the time. He wrote a book on it. It's called Discipline Equals Freedom. And, man, when you go through it, you're like, man, you're right about that. You're right about that. You're right about that. You know what I mean? Anthony has a question here. He says, what is something you are noticing in or not in yet the coaching space that isn't yet tapped into but could be a massive opportunity if executed well? What do you think, Mark? You've been in the space, you've been building businesses way longer than I have. Well, I can tell you this from a coaching aspect. So you have a unique thing that you're going, you're going after people that are entrepreneurs already. You know, they could even be coaching and you're going after them because a coach can already spend more time in his business than, than, uh, than what, uh, what he should. And I think in a coaching space, in my space is what I can talk about, Anthony, if, you, if, if you'll uh, allow me. I can tell you this. When I coach, I used to coach and tell you how to make money in the martial arts. Now I coach to tell you not how to make money in the martial arts, how to take your money, invest it elsewhere so you can have a life outside of Social Security checks because I'm 62 years old. My Social Security check, if I took my check today at 62, would be $1,300 a month. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? I do seminars uh, for 10 people for, for $1,000. I'm not, I'm not about it. So 
teaching people how to use their money that they make in their business and how to invest it properly is the next step that I try and take. I try and take young entrepreneurs or and not make the mistakes that I made because I should have been doing this stuff at your age. If I was smart at your age, I had money, but I was too busy dra- driving Jaguars and Denali's and shit around thinking that I was a, the, a high roller instead of taking all that money. Can you imagine me having $1,200, $1,300 a month in car payments and then I'm, I'm wasting and doing that for five years. All that money could have been in a piece of property that would have been paid off today, making me money on a paid off property. And I didn't do it. That's where I go in the space of coaching. That, that's for me. Anyway, hopefully that can answer a little bit of something for you, Anthony. Uh, let's see what Absolutely. Jose has to say. Uh, conscious thought of how we spend our time, critically important. Well said, Michael. You got a lot, a lot of positive people here. Ivy's here too. I, I want you. I, I want you to expand on your point right there, Mark, because the way that I view entrepreneurship is that there are three stages. Stage one, you use your time effectively to earn money. Stage two, you use your money to buy back your time through mm-hmm. leverage. Stage three, you use money to create more money, and that's exactly what you've you have. Um, touch upon there. And these are three stages to create the wealth and the freedom and unlimited abundance that you want. Um, Anthony has been like, Anthony is a client, so I, so I make him where, he, where, where he's at. Amazing dude, we've been working together for eight months now. So Anthony, here's my take for your question. Since, um, so if, you, if you're looking at, if you want to assess the coaching space and look into something that's untapped, obviously, one thing that I can share with you is that if there is an untapped market and if I talk about it, by the time you fully expand into that space, it will have been filled. So if you want to be a front runner, you've got to become a market maker. And one idea that I can share with you is to create your own market by creating either number one, a purple ocean or number two, creating a unique offer that allows that the market has not seen before. And this offer must involve you infusing a unique set of skills, a unique set of value and positioning it in a way that more or less breaks the common belief or the common box of the coaching space. I can use my offer as an example. We don't just coach clients through the typical course plus coaching model. We also help our clients to delegate busy work off their plates on their behalf by training, hiring, onboarding, and managing a dedicated assistance for them. So there's a part done with you and part done for your offer that isn't like that you cannot really find in a coaching space. And I feel that role. I feel that role because I know that once the entrepreneur is great at trading time for money, they've got to be able to buy better time. But then a lot of them don't know how to do that. Or most importantly, not know how to do it effectively. So since my coaching already allows me to know what your schedule looks like, what your system looks like, how your business operates, how you run, how you want things to do to be done in, in a particular manner, what kind of clients and offer you serve, what kind of ball you run on. I can go ahead and clone you on your behalf by customizing the SOPs for a virtual assistant to operate just the way that you want them to operate at without you having a little finger. So that's how I tap into a space in the coaching market that is untapped. So this requires thinking, this requires business acumen, this requires research. And I'm going for a ball to you, Anthony, what can you create mm-hmm. to create your market in the coaching space? That's good. 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 He talks about untouchable service. I think that is in today's world. I can tell you this, anytime you can service your people better, this this is where the customer service in today's world is 
I see it every day when I go into, I don't care if it's a coffee shop or a retail shop or whatever, customer service is for dog meat, man. I'm telling you, every time I say it, I said, if there's anybody that's going to be a slight beast in this, this, this time and understand what it is to grind and get after it, they are going to just own whatever it is they want to do for sure. And I, I find that uh, listening to what, uh, what you were talking about, it plays an important part of what you do, right? You talked about a virtual assistant, and I told you before I have one of those, right? I yeah. found one in the Philippines, and you guys, you guys that have been on my podcast, or why is my podcast look so professional? Or the pictures are just everybody that I send pictures to, they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so awesome looking, professional looking, all that." Well, that's her. That ain't me. That's her. That's my vision. She's she's the one that knows how to work Canva. Do you have any idea how many hours I would have to spend? to do what, what, uh, my April does, man. April is, is just, I, I couldn't speak more highly of her, but you brought, when I told you about her and what she does for me she, right and right now, as we were speaking, I see it popping up. She's working right now. And she goes, Hey, Mr. Cox, is this what you're looking for? Because I am launching something on how to help people start their own podcast so they have a professional looking, you know, and they can have it either from, I can do some coaching with you from a very simple thing all the way up to, you know, making the website and everything else that, that you need. And so she's right. Is this right? Is this right? And she's just after getting after it. My, you know, the flyer looks fantastic. And so, but you have something very unique when you have a virtual assistant, you're working. Those of you that are listening to, by the way, SOP stands for standard operating procedure. In case you don't know, you, uh, that acronym uh, SOP is what your standing operating procedure is going to be in your business. And then you have a virtual assistant that duplicates you because I'm telling you th th in a service business like me, like right to to clone me on the mat. That really takes a lot of that takes the right person. You know, my son comes very close, but man, when I step on the mat, I own that mat and I, I I'm a, I'm a teacher's yeah. teacher. And so it's hard to clone me, but when it no comes one, to, no, no one can clone your gun. No one can clone your cats. I can say that's, that. That's, <laughs> so, <laughs> and so when I, when I, after I did all that, uh, when I did all, all that work and, but, when she clones me in, in this side of the business, you know, my, my, the coaching, the, the stuff I do with podcasting and, and all that kind of stuff or the Facebooking, she, she's the one that's kind of working on putting Facebook out there uh, so we get more clients and stuff in. So, but you, your business, you have it that you can get somebody a virtual assistant and you're going to train that virtual assistant to do what they do so they can duplicate themselves. Is that, is that what I'm understanding your coaching is? Exactly, exactly. Because a lot of people, a lot of people says experience with VAs don't work out because of two things. Number one, they don't know what is or is not working in your business and therefore cannot reverse engineer validated repeatable processes into systems that a VA can run with. That's the first reason. And that's why people end up having a team member who starts fires and for some reason just takes forever to understand what needs to be done. And you're just in this like constant fight. And next thing you know, you're just working harder and become less profitable because you're paying someone who doesn't, who cannot do the job or you're just not communicating that. So that's the first reason. So that's the first reason why we fix it with clients. And a second reason why is because their SOPs are not built to the point where it is impossible to un not understand because unless you're able to define objectives, what does done look like and what standards do you expect those tasks to be executed at, then things aren't going to work out. So the reason why our system works so good like for so effectively is because we already know all those things through the private coaching that we do with our clients. So every single client who comes to, to who, who comes to me, we simplify, we streamline, we systemize, and we cut out all the unnecessary complexities and fluff that's causing a business to not run like a smooth wall or machine. 
And once that's done, we, we bring on a virtual assistant to multiply that. VAs are not there to build your business for you. VAs are there to help you buy by your time and multiply you. But if what we're multiplying it is not effective in the beginning, then what's, what's going to happen? We're going to multiply inefficiencies. And that is what causes fires to be started. Mm -hmm. So we must have both. Yes, ex excellent points. And I, I'm going to tell you now, you're in Hong Kong right now, so we, and I'm here in the States. And I, and I talk, we talked about a little bit about virtual assistants. See, in the States, when if I have a virtual assistant, I don't have payroll taxes. I don't have all the stuff that comes along that, uh, that you have to have a regular employee, right? And so it was, it was just a no-brainer. Ivy's on here, too, saying that she's glad. I don't know if you know Ivy or not. She's in the CLA. She's a beast, by the way. She's always Ivy, that's getting after that. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Uh, Anthony asked this question too. Uh, what's the best question you've ever found to ask a mentor or coach? Anthony, I can tell you this. I can tell you that a good coach, a good mentor is going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And so when I uh, interview a coach, if he's just going to say uh, you're awesome and you're da da da, it is not what I'm looking for. A good coach to me is going to ask me a hard questions and I'm going to have to answer them. And because if I don't answer them correctly, I'm not going to get the coaching that I need. And that coach is just going to be bluntly honest with me. So when it comes to what's the best questions you've ever found to ask a mentor or a coach, uh, if, if, if I was hiring Michael, I would be expecting Michael to ask me some hard questions. And, have, you know. I have one question that I asked one of my mentors before. And this question gave me the perspective that I needed to go through some tough times I was going through which is what is the cost? What is the cost? Because a lot of people are succumbing to this woo-woo, rah-rah, you can do this mentality. As you said, it's all fluff. Mm -hmm. And they only they get hyped up on the best case scenario. But if I can just go behind closed doors and ask this mentor who's who owns like multiple seven figure, eight figure businesses. And I asked him, what's the cost? You immediately get snapped back into reality because behind those seven, eight figure success stories are sacrifices, traumatic experiences, setbacks, challenges that not a lot of people are willing to go through. But once you're able to understand that might be something that they're signing up for as a whole package, then you'll be able to take the risk. Then you're able to maintain the perspective required to embrace those hardships if you want to become the person who deserves those accomplishments. And that's why I tell my clients, hey, if you just want those 30K months, good for you. Just go for that. But if you want those multi-seven-figure businesses, you've got to also pay a price. So that's the best question that I've ever asked, at least in my perspective. That was good. My coach asked me that when I first did it, he sat me down in his office and I remember two, two things about this. He goes, the building that I'm in right now, Mark, I bought this building. Most martial arts school owners don't buy their own buildings. They lease. I bought this building. And after 10 years, this building bought my house clear and free. And then uh, I that loan that they, we pulled equity out, which is tax-free money, paid cash for my house. Now the business is paying back that loan that has passed, which is a tax write-off. And I was so blown away by the simplicity of that and not knowing it because it was never taught in school. And then he asked me, he looks me dead in the eye and he goes, I'm going to teach you how to do this. Are you going to do what I ask from point A to point B? Or you think that there's going to be a way around it? I remember that coach asking me that hard question. And I remember telling him, no, sir, you tell me what to do. And I'm going to duplicate exactly what you're doing. I'm not going to try and reinvent the wheel or do whatever that is. I'm here to learn from somebody that is in a way better space than I ever was. And uh, that's exactly what I did. You know, that's why we're close today. He goes, I've mentored so many people. He goes, you're one of the only ones that did exactly what I told you to do. And that's, that's why you're here 
today. So I remember that from my coach for sure. Uh, Ivy, what's this? Says, what's the cost of doing X, Y, Z for the transformation you want? That's a powerful question. Yeah, she's 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 reiterating what you just talked about right there. You yeah. know what's what's the cost? That's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we have a lot of people online tonight asking some really strong questions. In well, like I said, most of these guys are and ladies are all entrepreneurs in their in their in their right and they're beast of of in their in their own rise. But I I believe that you have something very unique that helps entrepreneurs become better. Uh, you know, we have a lot of time stealers. Uh, I call them as an entrepreneur, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the phone, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, people walk in my office and that's 20 minutes of, of time. I have so many time stealers that happen. Uh, that's take your focus off what I'm doing. And that's why I got a virtual assistant. So when the time stealers come and I, I couldn't, I can't call them that all the time because most, most people, I have a martial arts school, but I'm a counselor more than I am anything. People have tragedies in their life and they're looking for that stable, you know, that stable person to, to help mentor them through, whether it's a divorce or their children or their ADH or their, their, you know, I have so much that comes on the plate. You, it, you think it's just punching and, and kicking. If it was, that's the easy part. It's the mentoring and the, and the love and the, you know, yeah. crying on my shoulder that, that takes it to the next level and makes all this uh, worth it. But in the same token, I, I speak quite often. I said, uh, a martial arts school is a beacon of light in most communities. Uh, you know, I know that me being on the corner of this town for the last 30 years, people feel safer. They, they, and they feel safe that there's a business that made it for over 30 years. All that stuff is a safety zone for a community. And I take that real serious. Right. And, and uh, I want to be that beacon, but uh, you, it comes at a cost, just like you said. So you have to know how to duplicate yourself to get costs, to put money out there so you can be, you know, the, the, the mentor that you need to be for the, for the people that I, I service in, in, in my service as far as that goes. So I think that's, you know, you know, I <laughs> says this, most people are not coachable. <laughs> You are so true, man. I have so many students. I look at them all the time. I'm looking dead in the eye. I said, you're going to be coachable today? Because if not, I'm going to punch you right in the face. Okay? So you're either going to listen to what I have to say or you're going to pay the price. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I find that once you get hit once or twice in the face, uh, you, ha you tend to want to listen to what the coach is saying. And that's probably an analogy that can go right out into the business world because you can say the same thing to him. I said, hey, you're in a fight. You're in a fight and you're either going to keep your hands up or you're going to get popped. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. then how are you going to recover from that? So I find it, I find it fascinating that so you're, you're such a young guy that uh, can, uh, I'm just going to, and I'm going to give you a compliment. I just want to give you a compliment because I'm an older guy, right? And my older generation is kind of a, you know, we're not millennials. I can tell you that, you know what I mean? Uh, we you're, are you're not, pretty updated. You're you're, you're yeah. far more tech savvy than my dad. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know you told me that already. I, that part of his stuff I really love. You know, what I mean, I, it, the things about me I love is photography, and I love to edit. Get, you know, edit photos. And I, I love doing this stuff and how people get online and 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 tell their stories because I'm telling you, man, older people have got some great stories, and they've got great lessons that they can share. And I tell everybody, man, you got to get on the podcast and share your life. doesn't mean you're going to have this massive audience. You know, we're not, I'm not Joe Rogan, not by a long shot, but uh, I impact this really important people to me. And I would like to make sure that, uh, you know, they can do the same thing. So I like that. I like that coaching aspect of things. And I'm, I'm just a natural coach. I just like it. I like getting down and dirty and, and uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a counter. I'm not, you know, we're not going to be in the gym and go and one and tell oh, you look so good. And you're looking so good. No, I'll be the guy, man. And you better fucking push that weight or kick your ass. And, uh, so, you know, I just, I just love that space and so good, but I want to give you a compliment for, cause I am somebody uh, that would 100% listen to what you have to say, even as an older generation, uh, you know, I'm pretty coachable, though. I'm kind of a coachable guy. Uh, a good martial artist is kind of a student all the time. I don't get on the mat and, you know, you know, pay homage to Mr. Cox. I'm not like that. I, I get on the mat 
and I have students that I've had for 20 years smoking me uh, on the jujitsu mat because they're, you know, they're young guns now. And uh, I'm learning lessons every day in humility, every freaking day. So, but I would definitely uh, be somebody that would uh, take what you're saying to heart and listen to you as somebody young. Even though you're a young guy, you've got some, this thing that you're a doctor on the, on the, on the other side, that's a surgeon for animals on the same time. And then you said, you're going to take what you, that specialty that you have and you can help wildlife and concern, you know, and, and stuff like that. You can still use that love. Obviously you love animals. You're not going to be a vet because you don't like animals. They're just, that's impossible. Yeah. Right. Uh, even cats. I know I'm probably going to get thrown. People are going to throw uh, poop emojis at me about that. But, um, uh, the, that just tells me, first of all, it tells me the kind of character you are. Cause people that have this super love for, for pets anyway, is, is, uh, something special anyway. Every vet that I I've gone to that I have with my own dogs, cause my dogs are, you know, they're my family Absolutely. and then that you want to do it. So I'm just telling you from a, a perspective of mine that you are a very, uh, articulate young man that can help even an old man, to be honest with you, if you're coachable, if you're not coachable, doesn't matter how, uh, uh, yeah, doesn't matter how that would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, Ivy says the same thing. I can't believe Michael's 28, incredibly astute and articulate. See, that's almost bigger words than I can use for crying out loud. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I, I just want to say like, Mark, I'm in full agreement with you. I think the best coaches are the people who are able to set an example for their clients of what a coachable client is. Because you cannot be a good coach yourself if yourself are not coachable and if you cannot ex- and you can't expect your clients to be coachable clients if you're not setting yourself as an example for them. So I think a lot of times what we fail to recognize, which Mark, you are recognizing, is the ripple effect that we're creating outside of ourselves. Like Mark, your business, you're the cornerstone, not only for your clients, but your class world and the society that's in the community they are serving through martial arts and also now in real estate and also podcasting. And I always remind my clients, hey, I'm not just making an impact on you. I want to make an impact on you and everyone who's within your sphere of influence. That's why I don't want you to be trading 70 hours per week for a business and sacrificing everything else, including your friends, your family, and your well-being. Because if you're burnt out, you serve nobody. And I don't want to serve you. I want to serve your your, your friends. I want to serve your family. I want to serve your clients and the clients that you're and the families of your clients. And the only way that we can do that is to be consistent, is to be the cornerstone for our business and also and for on it for the people that we and the market that we serve. And yeah, like everything just compounds. So how we show up on a daily, weekly basis, it counts. Yeah. Great words, uh, uh, Michael. I told you already, right? My oldest son is named Michael, so there's already a kindred spirit there, um, for sure. Absolutely. Mark Cox, where is your gym located? Yeah. What discipline taught? I'm actually in a uh, a town called Chatsworth in California, which is in the L.A. type area. But and I teach. I started with Tong Sado, which is a Chuck Norris system, and then 20 years ago, I brought in Krav Maga, which is the Israeli martial arts. is kind of a no nonsense, you know, brutal. So I don't even call it self-defense. I call it self-offense. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, and uh, it's just not, no joke. And then the past 10, 12 years, we've brought jujitsu in. And uh, I'm kind of a I'm, – I'm only a purple belt in the jujitsu world, but I'm, I'm working my way up that ladder even at 62. I'm still getting on the mat and getting after it. So that's what I do. You can find me. any. You can just look me up. You can put Mark Cox and Krav Maga. You'll find my school. I'm out there. And so, Michael, let, let me uh, end with you what you're doing. This is your, your – uh, your podcast, but let, why don't you tell people where they can reach you? First of all, you'll, and by the way, anybody that's, uh, listening, uh, you can, uh, you'll find it. Markcox.com is my audio. This will always be on my, uh, beyond the mat uh, on YouTube. And then, uh, beyond the mat is also on 
Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So the video was always out there, but I always make an audio podcast of everything that I do. Uh, by tomorrow, there'll be an audio podcast of what we just had, and you guys will be able to listen to it in your car. I don't know if you if you I'm on Apple and Spotify and all the other podcasts. If you and if you don't subscribe, I just I'm just going to throw out a blurb there if that's okay, guys. The way podcasters get the best thing for themselves it's not how many downloads we get believe it or not it's how many subscribers we get the more that we can get subscribers the more we kind of work our way up the podcasting world it's such a weird thing but it's subscribers over downloads i don't know why so if you go to beyond the mat on youtube and you can just hit subscribe that'd be great if you're on spotify or apple or the other um podcast things if you subscribe to my podcast that just kind of helps us move up the ladder but this will be on an audio podcast by tomorrow and it'll be sent out that people can listen to their cars uh, and uh in their cars and everything else so mike i want to take the floor tell people where they can find you it'll also be on my website they'll be able to reach out to you through there also so tell them how to find you and what's the next step if they want to have a virtual coffee or something with you to see if it's a fit for you to be their coach Absolutely, absolutely. So, first of all, I am everywhere, <laughs> just to name a few places. <laughs> but um, the best way for you to find me will be number one, going to my website. If you're a website person, it's eliteproductivity.io. So, www.eliteproductivity.io. That's my website. It houses everything. But if you want to follow me on social, go to follow me on Facebook, Michael Young. It's the same name. On LinkedIn, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Asian dude named Michael Young owning a company called E Productivity Online. So search me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm a, I'm in all places. And if you want to just get a taste of what my work looks like and get my most up-to-date frameworks, trainings, go to the Productive Coach Facebook group. Go to the Productive Coach Facebook group. I can drop my yeah, um, Mark. I'm not sure how to drop the link here. I'm just going to drop the link. Look, over, you, yeah, yeah. You can you write it? You see where you can write your own comment there or not? You want me to do it for not you? Not letting me write my own comment in the by, by shots. Um, by sense the link down in a private chat. So yeah, it's www.facebook.com/groups/teamppe. Yeah. Um, Jose, thank you. Ivy, thank you. Yep, those are links. And yeah, follow, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, follow me on LinkedIn. And most importantly, join my Facebook group. That is the holy grail where I put everything here with no parts hold. Um, so yeah, you want to follow me on. So if you want to just follow me and get here some of my contents, these would, would be a places that you can check me out, depending on what platform do you prefer. And if you want to really get connected, really dive deeper, then yeah, simply send me a message on Facebook and we can definitely hop on a virtual coffee and even a roadmap call. So just want to let you know, this call, in order for me to give up my time, I feel my, my time and I feel yours, is not for everyone. If you're new to coaching or if you're new to entrepreneurship, you don't have a client roster, I'm sorry, I don't think we're a good fit yet. But if you are an entrepreneur who wants to buy back their time and believe that there is a possibility for you to level up your output per year of time and be able to work less and achieve more, and you're ready to actually accomplish that, well, let's chat and I can see how we can help you make the most out of your time, turbocharge your productivity, enhance turbocharging your income, impact, freedom, and autonomy. Yeah, I think if you guys uh, listen carefully to what he's saying, he's looking for these entrepreneurs that want to, that have this, this, that want to get back their time. I've been on a virtual coffee with him. I think he is a, a strong fit for you guys. You will be surprised at, what he talks about SOPs, because I'm, I'm going to just tell you right now, most people don't have SOPs uh, as it is. They think they do, but they really don't. You're right. OK, well, and I can ask this all the time. What's your OK? What's your SOP for the morning time? What's the what's so and so do? What's he do? And, and they're like, well, you know, he so, and, you know, I'm like, you can't him and hog. Right? The SOP is the SOP. Standard operating procedure. It is what it is, man. It cannot be <laughs> from the military standpoint. It cannot be 
compromise. It is what it is. Follow it or you don't. And you'd be surprised on how many people just don't have that. So I think uh, anybody that wants to reach out, you're going to be, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. He's a, you know, he's a young, strong uh, entrepreneur. And I think he can help you further where you want to be. Mike, I want to thank you so much for uh, getting on my podcast with me. Uh, this was a powerful hour. You know, this is a great hour too, man. We had a lot of people that uh, popped on tonight. A lot of good, good questions that, that came up. And hopefully we could answer them between the two of us. Absolutely. And absolutely. Um, so, yeah, anybody here tuning in on replay, just drop the questions in the comments below. And, yeah, me and Mark, we can definitely take care of you. Yep, that's good. All right. Thanks. I'm going to let you go. I'm sure you're busy for the day uh, and uh, winding down the evening here. And I appreciate your time on Beyond the Mat. Mike, great guest, great hour that we spent together. I'm glad I got to do it with you. Have a absolutely. good night. Same here. Thank you. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.